Order up. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Aura Podcast. I'm Taryn Williams. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. So in this episode, I'm going to give a brief movie review for um, Justice Society of America World War II. It actually just came out. I think it just came out a few days ago, the time of me recording this video. Or <laughs> recording this video. I'll be recording this podcast. This podcast will also be a video because I do post it on YouTube. But um, never mind that right now. So in Justice Society of America World War II, we get to see a version of the JSA um, in the World War II setting, which is kind of interesting, because even when I watched the trailer, oh, that looked dope. But then when I thought about it, I kind of know some of the original members of the Justice League. Like the only the only original member of the JSA from like the comics and stuff that's in the movie, or actually, or there's two original members. Um, Jay Garrick, Flash, and Our Man. Those are the two that I knew about because there's like um, uh, what's this? Uh, Star Girl and some other people. They're in the JSA, but this JSA is a little different. It's actually Jay Garrick's Flash, Our Man, Black Canary, Hawkman, and uh, Wonder Woman. Which is kind of, and then Steve Trevor is there, of course. And was, that was kind of interesting because I was like, "Huh, that's kind of interesting." But and the story kind of, the story kind of interesting and also funny. If you look at the uh, like the cover art for or like the posters and stuff, the cover art for the movie, Barry Allen Flash is in it. And when I noticed Barry Allen's Flash was in it, I should have realized he probably fucked some shit up. <laughs> Because if you don't follow the Flash, that's what Barry does. He's always fucking up timelines and time loops and time variants. And Barry's always fucking shit up. And, of course, this is what happens in this movie. Um, so I'm going to kind of run through the plot very briefly. Barry's in, uh, Barry ends up helping Superman fight Brainiac. Barry runs so fast that he ends up running into the Speed Force. And he runs seemingly back in time. And then, um, excuse me, one of the cooler characters that pop up is Dr. Fate. He tells him to keep running, run to my voice, and whatever. He leads him into a World War II era battle. He's in World War II. And so, Barry has no idea what's going on. It's the height of World War II, you know, America versus Nazis. And then America has JSA. So, you know, because they're kind of a black ops covert team. So, people don't know that they exist. And so, they're fighting, you know, they're fighting against the Nazis. Barry Allen runs in. Wonder Woman doesn't know who he is. They don't know who he is. They think he could be a Nazi. They realize he's actually nice. He he ends up helping Steve Trevor. Like Steve Trevor gets hit by a um an enemy plane, gets ready to crash, and Barry goes to help catch him. Actually, he goes to help catch him, and Jay Garrett goes with him, and they team up to use like their wind to do like the um the they rotate their arms really really fast to create like a tornado and land them. And Barry realizes. He's not as fast as he normally is. And Jay Garrett kind of realized that throughout the movie, too. And so that kind of sets up. Okay, Barry's in this. You think he's in the past, right? And you also get introduced to another member of the team called Shakespeare, who's a writer for, you know, for like the newspaper at the time, writing the stories, getting the scoops, things like that. And so you get, um, so you realize, okay, Barry doesn't have his speed. Yeah, Gary doesn't really have his speed. Or they don't have their speed. They're not as fast. They have their speed, but they're not quite as fast. And, of course, they're trying to stop Nazis. That's the whole goal. Um, so, you know, they're going about. Shakespeare gets a scoop that, hey, there's, like, some guy being held in, like, a Nazi castle. There's a fortress. You know, we can bust him out. Get some intel. They do that. They're all fighting. They all get together. Um, they actually call Barry Allen Flash Future Boy because he says, I'm the Flash. They're like, we already have one of those, so we're going to call you Future Boy. Or Black Canary calls him Future Boy. It was pretty funny. 
So they go through it. Um, it's, I actually really enjoyed the movie. The movie has really good action. The story is kind of hit and miss, you know, just kind of based off kind of, like the action piece is really good. I like the animation. I like how it looks. The story is kind of weird because um, as we get to the castle, everybody kind of splits up. Then Jay Garrett starts talking about how he's a little, he's not as fast as he normally is. And, you know, things kind of happen. And then he ends up, they're all in the castle. They end up finding the captive who ends up being Dr. Fate, who uh, they don't know. He's doc- they don't know who Dr. Fate is. Hawkman kind of recognizes him as a friend from previous life. He gets activated. He starts talking. He starts like saying he, they have like some, um, a code. He decodes it for him, gives him the location. It's the Bermuda Triangle. So he do all these things, and then he disappears. Like, okay, I guess we're going to the Bermuda Triangle. They get a ship, and then they start heading that way. They have a submarine. They're going, and they're in the water. And then they uh, they get attacked by a ship that's dropping barrels. One of the women goes out, does her thing, starts destroying them. Then they get some help from some Atlantean soldiers. Like, oh, shit. And, you know, so then that happens. And then they, you know, the, the soldiers bring them into, like, an outpost for Atlantis. And then you meet Aquaman. They don't call him Aquaman. Flash Barry Allen actually says he calls him Aqua Man. He kind of like breaks it up. So, but they never called him. He introduces himself as Arthur. He has like his advisor with him, whatever. And they're talking like, oh yeah, you know, blah blah blah. This is happening. You're like, we need your help. You know, Nazis are going to take over the world. If they destroy up top, they're going to come down below and try to control everything. He's like, oh okay, yeah, we'll see. They get to a room. He traps them in this room with like a force field bubble, and. Uh, Aquaman says, you know, how Hitler, I lost my shit. I was like, oh my god. Um, Aquaman's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> and I guess I didn't say spoiler alert in the, a spoiler alert in the beginning, but I'll say spoiler alert now. <laughs> but you should already know that. Spoiler will be in the title. And, um, and yeah, I was like, what? He's a Nazi? What was happening? And, you know, I'm like, that's crazy. But then come to find out that He's not really a Nazi. The advisor, he's playing like both sides where he works for the Nazis, but not really. Like, I don't know. The advisor is kind of a weird, like, uh, plot tool where he could like mind control people. And it was kind of weird. Like, the, the advisor, because he controlled them, so the Nazis would win, but I think that he would try to take over the Nazis or something. I don't know. But, yeah, but, but basically, he was mind controlling Aquaman to do the Nazis bidding, and then since Aquaman controlled all the soldiers, so it gave the Nazis an extra force, you know, underwater. And so, so yeah, so the trap, uh, Jay Garrick actually teaches Barry how to vibrate, you know, one of uh, the flashes goes that he can vibrate between surfaces. So he teaches, um, so he teaches uh, Barry how to do that. They kind of put their powers together. So Barry, you know, vibrates through the floor, fights some people, comes back around, and lets them all out. And I think, I forget when it is, but there's a point where, uh, oh no, that's what it is. So we go back to the castle. I'm just, because there's a part I wanted to mention that was a really big part in the story. So if you go back to the castle, there was like a hostage, and Shakespeare, that's the name, finds a hostage, and the guard shoots him, and the guard, and the uh, gun, and the bullets bounce off of him, and the, uh, the hostage is like, oh, hey, this what's in this bag is for you. Someone told me to give this to you. This is for you. And you can barely see it, but you realize it's a Superman outfit. And you look at Shakespeare, you realize he's Clark Kent. He's this version of Superman. 
And so Barry sees him, and Barry's like, wait, you're, because he said early in the movie, he's like, I've seen you before. And come to find out, he's like, oh, you're Superman. And so Shakespeare, aka Clark Kent, he's like, what? Like, what? I don't, I don't know what that means. And then Barry, it starts to click to Barry, like, he's not in the past, he's in a different world. And you know, he's in an alternate world. And so, because Clark even, he kind of gives his backstory where his parents died, and he was raised in an orphanage. So he has no idea about Krypton or anything like that. And so, but he knows, he, he kind of realized he does have these powers, but he's just like, hey, I'm just a reporter. I'm just trying to take care of myself, you know, get my, you know, get paid, take care of myself, and that's that. So this really cool moment of okay, so at first you think maybe you're in the past, but you realize you're not in the past. You're in an alternate world, which also makes sense to why this justice society exists. Because Wonder Woman was in the Wonder Woman was in the Justice Society, uh, not originally, not the original JSA, and it was Hawk, Hawk, Hawkman. I don't think so. Well, Hawkman can be reincarnated. So Hawkman could have been. But no, Black Canary wasn't. You know, so like, yeah, so it kind of made sense to why these people were in the JSA because this is a different world. There's a completely different JSA. There's a completely different, you know, there's a, a completely different makeup, you know, just how things happen. So they realized that. And I think even Jay Garrick says we're on Earth One, I think. I think that's what he says. He actually says Earth One. But Flash doesn't believe he's believes he's on a different Earth. And so, but they never really, and I think one of the frustrating parts about that, they don't really confirm that in the movie. It's just kind of like, we're on a different world. I guess so. We're on a different Earth. And that's that. So that kind of sucked. That's kind of, they never really drove that home where Our Man and Jay Garrett never really put their heads together and came up with this big old plot to show it. They just kind of mentioned it. That was kind of that. And it was done. It was like a brief 10 minute conversation, maybe. And that was that. So we fast forward towards the end of the movie where now Atlanta's Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, Atlantis is attacking the Earth. Uh, Aquaman unleashed this giant sea creature. I thought it was going to be uh, um, a Kraken, but it was something worse than a Kraken, like a dragon octopus hybrid thing. It was fucking disgusting. Like, it's massive. It's a big old kaiju. So he unleashes that because he's being possessed. Um. So then the JSA have to fight that thing, save all the hostages, fight Nazis. Or really, they just have to fight. They don't even have to fight the Nazis yet, but they have to fight the Atlantis, uh, uh, the Atlantis soldiers, the, or the Atlantean soldiers. And so they all do that. Everybody's doing their thing. Um. Then they they release this other thing ray dinosaur thing that's in the air, flying around, messing things up. Uh, Hawkman actually gets killed. It actually kills Hawkman. And Black Canary goes completely ape shit. Like she uses her canary cry and she lets loose and she just destroys. Like, I've never seen her use her canary cry in that way. Like I know it's powerful and it's strong, but she like let it loose and it tore the skin off the bone of that creature. Like it was insane. Like it was a fatality, flawless victory. Black Canary wins. Like she went completely ape shit. And she was kind of a cool character. She was like kind of tough, you know, the you know, the tough one with a wall. You know, where people can't get to know her, where she likes you, but she won't really tell you. And she was kind of, she talked about how she was having trouble with love and all this stuff. They didn't really develop all the characters in the movie, but I'll probably talk to that when I get towards the end. I'm just kind of run through the plot. And so, so that happens. Hawkman's dead. Black Canary kills that, but she's exhausted. 
uh, our man and Jay Garrick are going crazy, beating up soldiers. They do pretty well. And then the big old creature comes. I think Wonder Woman goes after it a little bit. But what happens is Wonder Woman knocks, uh, no, Wonder Woman and Aquaman start fighting. And then she ends up hitting him and kind of knocking the, the possession loose. Or she breaks his, she breaks his, uh, his trident. And then the force, the energy that comes from breaking the trident pushes them both back. You know, Aquaman hits a wall, kind of gets snapped out of it. He goes like, oh, what have I done? You know, he realizes he's, you know, he's at fault. So he ends up going back to, like, the big old creature. Like, Flash, the funny thing is Barry Allen has not joined the fight. He doesn't fight anybody in the last scene. And uh, he, you know, he's there. He's getting ready to fight. Okay, I guess I'm going to take all the big thing. But Aquaman, you know, or I think he, because he can speak to, you know, sea creatures. He talks to it. It grabs him. And it, uh, you know, grabs him, takes him back to the ocean. All the soldiers leave. So, oh, okay, cool. But the visor uh, of Aquaman, the, the evil visor, actually kills, or he stabs Steve Trevor with the trident and actually kill, and ends up killing him. It's really sad. You kind of can see it coming, but yeah, it sucks, but it was it. So he kills Steve Trevor. I'm trying to think, does he die? I don't remember. I'm thinking about it. But he kills Steve Trevor. And so they're like, oh no, you know, what are we going to do? And then you look up and you see like there's a bunch of uh, bomber ships coming, like a ton of Nazi bomber ships coming for the city. And everybody's like, oh shit, like what are we going to do? We can't take out all these ships. And just in the distance, you start seeing like one after the other become destroyed. And Flash and Barry Allen goes, oh, we don't have to. We look up. It's Superman or their version of Superman going through. He doesn't know how to fly. He can jump. He doesn't know how to fly yet. And he's going through just tearing them up. Hitting them with pipes, just destroying every single one. As he destroys the last one, he jumps down. He like introduces himself properly, and he's wearing the outfit. He's shaved. He looks more like Superman that we know. And yeah, so that's kind of the end of the movie. And the last part is Steve Trevor dies officially. And then one of the things was he always he proposed to Wonder Woman every single day until she says yes. Um, she actually says yes. He tries to put the ring on her, but he dies before he can. He drops it. Very sad. And so, you know, everybody's sad and upset. And then uh, she actually gives, the Wonder Woman actually gives the ring to Barry as a parting gift. He's like, why well, I can't take this? But he, but she says, you told me you understood why I couldn't say yes, which means, like, which, and also, when the movie starts, Barry and Iris are actually on a picnic. They're trying to go on vacation. But it's hard for Barry to be, you know, go on vacation because he's a superhero. Every time shit happens, he has to jump in. So, you know, he, like, he loves her. He cares about Iris. But he never, like, like explicitly said, like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend. Or we're together. He always kind of kept it separate and kind of kept it secret. Iris didn't like that. So Wonder Woman is basically telling him, like, hey, tell her that you love her. Here's a ring. Do what you have to do. So Jay Garrick helps the Flash run back to his world. And then he comes back. From the backside of Superman, he slides into Superman and he catches the kryptonite bullet that was going for Superman in the beginning, throws that Brainiac, kills Brainiac right as the other Flash from earlier is going back to do this whole movie, which is kind of cool. I like that they actually put that in there, that little, the scene, the Flash from earlier run into the uh, alternate universe as our Flash comes back from that universe. And Superman's like, where were you? You were just in front, but now you're behind. And Flash, he's like, look, it's a long story. But Barry Allen gives Superman the idea 
of a Justice League. He's like, hey, what if, you know, superheroes, like other people like us, what if we get together and, you know, team up and we can fight bigger threats? And Superman was like, I like the idea. So it will be some sort of club. And Barry's like, uh, not really a club, which is the hint that they're going to do the Justice League, which this might be them rebooting their DC animated universe a little bit. I'm not sure. But then the last scene of the movie is back on the picnic. Um, Barry is explaining to Iris what happened. And, you know, just telling them, like, you know, if it, it felt like a week when he was there, but it was only like a few seconds in our time. And she's like, that's wild and all this stuff. And then Barry proposes to Iris and it's like, yeah, you know what? You know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I want to be with you. Proposes, they kiss, and that's the end of the episode. Or that's the end of the movie. Which is pretty solid. It's a really solid movie. But also, Iris was giving me... Iris in this movie was giving me very strong Amber vibes from Invincible. Like, if you watch Invincible, some people in the Facebook group were talking about how Amber is trash. It's the way, like, she handles it. And I won't spoil Invincible, but Amber's kind of trash. And Iris gives you very similar... Amber vibes, so I won't spoil Invincible because that's a bigger plot point. So, but that's just a little nugget. So, if you watch Invincible, you come back to this, you might understand what I'm saying. But the movie was fun. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Like, I think it had really good action set pieces. I think all the voice actors did a pretty good job. I was really like, I just liked the action. Like the action, the animations were very fluid. Barry Allen Flash didn't do a whole lot, which I'm kind of okay with because it wasn't really his movie. Like he did help. He he was more he was more of a support role. Because technically, since it wasn't his movie, you know, he didn't do a whole lot. Everybody else got off. Like, Jerry Garrick and Our Man, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was smashing everything. Um, Black Canary had some decent parts. Um, Hawkman didn't do too much, but he had some parts. You know, even Steve Trevor got a couple of kills. And, of course, Superman, or the ultimate Superman, he did his part at the end. So, yeah, it was like, so I'm kind of happy Barry didn't do a whole lot. He was more of the point, uh, the point of view character for the audience. Where we got to see things from his eyes. But yeah, the pacing was a little weird. Just like kind of what I was saying earlier, how they mentioned the whole idea of being of an alternate world, you know, on like another earth, like, you know, alternate earths, but they didn't touch on it ever again. Um, no one knew who the hell Dr. Fate was. He was just kind of there. He was even in the chamber with his helmet next to him. But the only person who knew who he was was Hawkman, but Hawkman never actually said Dr. Fate. You know what I'm saying? So he was like a big, he was a piece because he, he's the person that led Barry to this alternate earth. But other than that, no one really cared about him. It was kind of sucks. Dr. Fate is an extremely powerful character in the DC universe. They kind of just used him as like a set piece, you know, just kind of, oh, yeah. Dr. Fate's there. So it wasn't a bad movie. I saw on like IMDb, like uh, IMDb got like a 6.6, I think. Ryan Tomatoes got like a 78. He got like a 7 or 6 on. Google, I think it's solid. I think it's fine. I give it like a seven. You know, it's not bad. I think the action's really good. Some of the story parts are kind of weird. You know, where the, you know, just kind of how they did it, and also like how they had a Wonder Woman, they had Superman, had a, they had an Aquaman, they didn't have a Batman, which I was kind of curious about that. Like, you know, you kind of skip, you know, one of the main pieces to DC's Holy Trinity, you know, DC's Holy Trinity, you know, their Trinity, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. So I'm very curious to why there wasn't a Batman in it of some kind, or not even a hint. As is, you know, just having a spy, you know, maybe just having an American spy. Maybe, maybe he was just a spy, you know, because since they already had Clark, who was who is a reporter, was you know there, you know. So I'm surprised there wasn't a little Batman reference. So the movie's okay. It's pretty solid. It's definitely fun. Definitely give it a watch. If like I always say. Warner Brothers needs to promote their animated movies more because they have some heat. They have so many good animated movies that 
a lot of times you might never hear of because they just don't talk about them. The only reason I hear about them because I follow IGN. IGN posts trailers for them pretty often. Usually if I see my IGN, I put them in like a watch list and I watch them when I can or whenever they come out. So yeah, this is my brief review, or actually not even brief, it's pretty long. <laughs> so my review for um, Justice Society of America World War II. Definitely check it out if you're a big DC fan, if you're a JSA fan, or you just want um, you know, an action animated movie to watch. It's about an hour and 24, 25 minutes, I believe. Um, it's definitely not a long movie. Definitely fun. There's some good plot points, good Easter egg. Fun. The plot can get a little weird, but it's a fun experience. Especially if you like those characters. Um, thank you for checking out this brand new episode of the Aura Podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I try to get the podcast to drop on Tuesdays, if not every Tuesday, maybe every other Tuesday. Something like that. And of course, I will try to drop YouTube videos on Mondays. Um, you can check out the YouTube channel, Slice and Dice and Game and Entertainment. And then the website is SliceandDiceandGaming.com. You can find links to everything on the website, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Twist channel, merchandise, and my blogs. Um, always and forever, Slice and Dice and Gaming. It's not just a motto. It's a lifestyle. See you next podcast. Later.